0: Welcome back, my Apostles, to the first episode here in Season 2 of the Read Between the Lines podcast. I'm your host, Chris Reed, and let me tell you, it feels good to finally be back. And I just want to apologize for the long layoff, but life caught up and I really didn't want to cheat the podcast and do a half-assed job of throwing something together, so I took some time, recalibrated, and we're back. But you would think during that time off that the Democrats and the liberals, they'd run out of stupid things to do over the past two years. But Joey B and his cronies, they just keep throwing more wood right onto that fire of idiocy. So we'll get into some of your questions you posted on the Facebook page as well as some sports talk. And as always, I'll throw a little extra humor in there at the end for you. So now that we got the jargon out of the way, let's hit the pavement running with the first episode here in season two. So I'm sure you guys have all kept up on it, but the Supreme Court here in America, they did us all a solid back on January 13th, and they told Joey to take his vaccine mandate and shove it directly up his ass. Uh, The court said basically what we've all been saying, and that is that OSHA does not have the authority to set broad public health measures and that their job is to set workplace safety standards. And they said, while COVID can spread at work, it's not an occupational hazard, as it also spreads at home, schools, events, and anywhere else people gather. So work is no more of a threat than everyday life. Uh, they did keep the mandate, though, for healthcare workers of facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid payments, uh, since those are all governmental-assisted programs. But for those of us that don't work in the medical field, all I can say is Joey B. can blow us. Denied. So this uh, next little bit is a chapter right out of the story of We Fucking Told You So book. Uh, About 50,000 migrants who came across the border between March and August of 2021. Wow, they did not report to an immigration office as they're supposed to do. Shocking, I know. Someone coming here illegal didn't show up and say, yes, we are here illegally. Who would have thought? Uh, The crazy thing is, is the notices these illegals got was just a notice to report which supposedly they say is different than a notice to appear. The notice to report carries no legal repercussions for not reporting, and and to me that's just a crock of shit, so you're basically just letting these illegals run around and they don't have to report or do anything. They can just go about as they freely want to. Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security Mayorkas tried to cover up the number and refused to release this data until he was pushed by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin to release it. Uh, and then he claimed that 75% of the immigrants who were given the notice to report actually did. But after all that, he was proven incorrect and his number was way off. The lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> well, 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 it couldn't have happened to a better guy, but uh, Mr. Billy Gates is in some hot water. as now Microsoft has hired an outside firm to look into sexual harassment allegations against the former CEO. Uh, He's been accused of engaging an inappropriate relationship with a female employee back in 2019. So while married, an engineer came forward and said they had a relationship and the board voted to investigate it, and then another employee came forward and said Billy Boy asked her out on a date right after a presentation. You know, So back when he stepped down, maybe he wasn't stepping down and it wasn't a voluntary thing, and maybe he was afraid of all this coming to light and tried to hide it, but guess what? We know now, William... And apparently, so did Melinda. Also, I hope she takes your dumb ass for all you're worth. Yeah. So now I'm going to get into a little segment that I did a few on a few of the episodes back in season one, and it's a mashup. You know, where I do a quick briefing on some other news stories and segments that uh, I just throw together all into one of its own segment. <music> So Moderna CEO, I, I don't even know how to pronounce this, if it's Stephane, Stephanie, I don't fucking know, Bansal says he believes a fourth dose of the COVID vaccine will be needed to keep people protected by the fall of 2022. Yeah, because those first three jabs are helping out so much. Who would have thought a person who is going to benefit financially saying people need to buy and use more of his product? Uh, so a Sore reporter asked Joe Biden about the polling numbers showing 49% of voters do not believe he's mentally fit to be president and why he thought they would think that to which he stated he has no idea. Do you not listen to your speeches afterwards and hear the gibberish you spew? How about lying out of your ass stories about being a truck driver or corn pop the gangster or children rubbing on your hairy legs? What a fucking moron. Adele apparently felt she had to cancel her Las Vegas residency due to the COVID pandemic. Basically, who gives a shit, so let's move on. Uh, If you haven't caught on to the game yet, now the new stealth Omicron variant is coming out since the Omicron variant is dwindling. What is this, like the 10th variant they have tried to scare us with? You had Delta, IHU, Flurona, who gives a shit-a, go fuck yourself-a. The Democratic challenger to Ron DeSantis for the governor of Florida Nikki Freed, compared his style of governing to that of Adolf Hitler. Someone want to point out where the nearest gas chamber or concentration camp is in Florida for us out-of-state people? Apparently, this lady's last name also coincides with what her brain has become, fried. She has as much a chance of winning the governorship in Florida as I do of winning the high jump competition. Uh, employers have begun to ask their employees that they don't go and get tested for COVID if they have symptoms, due to the people being out, causing the place of employment to be short-staffed. This has two sides. One, if people are sick even before COVID, they should not come to work, but most places don't allow this mentality as they refuse to pay employees sick days. Secondly, now the dominant variant is nothing more than a common cold. Most people are using the system to their advantage and just taking time off and milking the system, because that is the new American way. You know, Why work if you don't have to? Massachusetts is now reporting that 49% of their COVID hospitalizations are actually there for other reasons than COVID. So if someone came in with a heart attack and then tested positive for COVID, they marked it as a COVID hospitalization. This isn't the only state or time period this has been happening, people. The numbers have been fooled with and fudged all since the beginning. Uh, Back to this make-believe vaccine they are pushing, the CDC really did not help the narrative when they reported that natural immunity to COVID is actually fair and better against the variants than people who are vaccinated. Well, who would have thought that the body's immune system would work in such a way? Real groundbreaking shit here, you fucking morons. But there still be sheeple lining up for their 72nd booster in a few years. Uh, the United Kingdom and Denmark have now lifted all COVID restrictions, no masks, no vaccine passports, no social distancing, just going back to their normal lives as they should. I'll tell you when that is going to happen here. It will be near the end of summer, so the Democrats can try to sway the midterm elections by saying, hey, look, we cured COVID, it's gone, vote for us. Well, that was a bunch of shit thrown at you at a rapid pace, so let's slow it down and move on to a little sports talk. E.A. Sports. It's in the game. Well, even the world of sports isn't void of morons, and uh, we're going to talk about one right now. Uh, Brian Flores, the ex-coach of the Miami Dolphins, is filing a lawsuit against the NFL for racism. He's claiming he lost his job because he was black and that the Giants just gave him a token interview for their vacancy just to satisfy the Rooney rule stating that minority candidates must be interviewed. You know, this is getting so annoying because not everything has to do with skin color and just maybe it had to do with your sub 500 winning percentage and the team felt it was time to move on. It happens all the time. Nobody, no no matter what your skin color is, coaches get fired and hired and this can be done without racial connotations. You know, I was reading some of the comments on the story, and I was reading were even ridiculous, you know, saying Hugh Jackson and Marvin Lewis should also be on this lawsuit is because they lost their jobs due to being black. Hugh Jackson went three years with what, one or two wins? Get the fuck out of here with that race shit. He was a shit coach. The same with Marvin Lewis. He was with the Bengals for nearly a decade, and he just couldn't get over the hump, so he lost his job. You know, I'm just tired of this shit where if something happens, the first card that is always pulled has to be the race card. I'm gonna say the N-word. That's racist! You can't say the N-word! Well, the goat of football finally decided to call it a career, even though he said never say never about coming back. Uh, I was never a huge Tom Brady fan, but what the guy did in the longevity of his career is unrivaled. You know, I actually thought he was going to keep playing. I mean, he did lead the league in yards passing, and his and his time was right there, you know, fighting with the Rams. Uh, now that he retired, it got me thinking who I feel were the top five quarterbacks of all time, so I'm going to give you guys my list right now. Uh number five, I said Dan Marino. Yeah, I know, he never won a Super Bowl, but let me give you the reasons why he is at five for me. He did lead the league in passing four times, and in his second year in the league, he threw for 5,084 yards, 48 touchdowns, and had a passer rating of 108.9. Those are Mahomes-type numbers back when the league was not as pass-heavy as it is now. Uh, In 86, he threw for 44 touchdowns, and the next closest guy in the category was 19 behind him. At number four, I put Johnny Unitas. Uh, he altered the way the quarterback position was played, and much of what you see out of the quarterback position today you know, can be attributed back to him. He led the Colts to back-to-back championships in his third and fourth season prior to Super Bowls, and then he did lead his team to the Super Bowl title in Super Bowl V. Uh, he's also the only guy to lead the league in passing touchdowns for four straight seasons. Uh, number three, Peyton Manning. Two rings and has multiple records where when he you know held multiple records when he was playing. Uh, The one thing that does stand out though, five league MVPs. He also led his teams to two Super Bowl rings. He was the first quarterback to reach two hundred wins, and in two thousand thirteen he threw for fifty five touchdowns. Thirteen straight years he threw for at least twenty five touchdowns, and he went seven straight seasons with at least twelve wins as a starter. Uh, Number two. I put Joe Montana. He won all four of his Super Bowls he appeared in and was named the MVP in three of those wins. In his first year as a starter, he went 13 3 and led the league in completion percentage and passer rating, and he never looked back. He he was an injury against the Giants in 1990 away from being the first three peat NFL champion. And number one, as I discussed earlier, it's got to be Tom Brady. The last topic in sports, I actually wasn't going to put it in this episode, but who in the hell would have ever thought that the Bengals were going to be in this year's Super Bowl? Uh, at the beginning of the year, I had them winning maybe seven games. I thought just a little improvement. We move on just just because that offensive line is so atrocious. But, you know, now that they made it, they might as well just go out and win the whole goddamn thing. I, I mean, Joe Burrow is just amazing he you know what he did at LSU and it's transfer you know transferred over to the Bengals and I, I just don't know I, I've been rooting for the Bengals for the last 30 some years and you know I just hope this time they can pull it out but we'll see uh if you ask for my prediction I, I don't really I'm not going to give a prediction on it I'm just going to sit back enjoy the game with some friends and you know see what happens Cincinnati, Cincinnati, we got a team right here in town, ain't going let us down. Who they, who they, who they think gonna beat them Bengals? They can fast and kick and run, watching them is lots of fun. Who they, who they, who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Block and tackle, watch them fall, we are here to have a ball. Who they, who they, who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Riverfront is where we play, Bengals match are here a stay. Who and Bengals, it's now time to get to the listener question or topic portion of the show and this is where the listeners post some questions in the facebook group and i present them here so let's see what you guys had on your minds for this episode first listener who we're going to discuss about is uh, Matt Hoja and he actually had two topics. So first he wanted my thoughts on the disobedience of professional athletes and why they get off easy and they get so many second chances. You know good question Matt and I'll take the easy part of that topic first is the why they get off so easy and it's money. Money talks. Us normal folks can never get away with some of the things they do and money and fame are the reason why. Uh, as to disobedience, it has to do with being placed on a pedestal most of their lives, so they are groomed to believe they are better than others and above the law, if you will. Uh, the two knuckleheads for the Raiders stick out, with Henry Ruggs getting drunk, drunk and hitting somebody at 125 miles per hour and killing her. You know, sometimes money can't even get you out of trouble, and this dude is going to be spending a long time in prison. Uh, the other idiot, Damon Arnett, was waving guns on social media talking about shooting someone. Uh, how stupid can one person be? I'm glad the Raiders cut his ass immediately, and so far no other NFL team has touched him. He has yet to get any kind of repercussions for his, for his, from a judicial standpoint for that, but I know he was just arrested again for uh, assault, I believe, or threatening somebody else. So there will be trials, and hopefully he gets some strong repercussions for his idiot actions. Uh, the other biggest one that sticks out is Josh Gordon, who who just could not put the weed down. I know people say it's only weed, and it's not all that bad, but my rebuttal to that is it's a rule in the contract that he signed, so you have to follow those rules. He couldn't just put the weed down for 10 years, make millions, then once he retired, smoke all he wants. I mean, can you imagine how much money this moron lost due to this issue? Matt's second topic, it actually came from a quote from Tyrell Crosby, who plays for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Crosby said, as an NFL player, I'm not allowed to bet on games, so why are government officials allowed to buy stocks or stock options? You know, I agree 100% that they should not be able to. Uh, They have the most insider information than anybody on the planet, so this isn't legal in my book. If we traded off insider information, it's a criminal offense and we would be in prison." So this all stems from Nancy Pelosi and her husband's purchase of Apple, Amazon, and Google stocks with knowledge from her that the House committee was going to forward bills aimed at reining in the powers of big tech. So he bought six million in shares and right away it gained him an additional 5.3 million on top of that initial six million dollar purchase. He doubled his money off her insider information. You know, the punishment for insider trading is 20 years in prison and a five million dollar fine. So I wonder when Mr. Pelosi will be facing these same penalties. (laughs) The next question comes in from Mike Lombardo. So welcome back to the show, Mike. And he wanted to know if I thought COVID has been used as an act of terrorism on the American people. Uh, Thanks for the question, Mike. And let me give you my thoughts. You know, I don't believe it was used to hurt the American people. But I do believe there was a much bigger plan at stake than just a pandemic occurring. Uh, Not only did the career politicians and the liberals loathe Donald Trump, countries like China and Russia despised him because they could not control him. You know, they could not push him over and he would not back down on them. And, And to that end, they wanted him out. Career Democrats wanted him out because he was exposing them and putting their dirty laundry out to dry. So with the election of 2020 looming and how great the country was running and the economy was booming, They knew they had no chance to defeat him, and China knew there was no way that if things stood, he'd be out of office. So my personal belief was COVID was released from China to get Trump out of office. It took all that he had built and crumbled it and opened the door for the Democrats to get Biden in office. And remember, China has Biden in their back pocket. So while we're not exactly on the same page with the terrorism thing, I do believe it was a setup to get Trump out of office. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Alright, thanks everyone for your questions and topics as I'll try to get to all of them that are submitted prior to each episode. So now it's time for the portion of the show where I bring some form of humor. It'll either be with a stupid headline, a dumb police blotter, or even yet just a joke I found somewhere on the internet. And then after that we'll get back to awarding the least sought after award, the bag of dicks to this episode's biggest douchebag. So we're going to start off with a stupid headline that I found, and it came from Jay Crowley, who was a journalist for a newspaper out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, called The Tulsa World. His headline for his story read, One Armed Man Applauds the Kindness of Strangers. Now I know he didn't mean anything negative by this, but come on, proofread what you write before sending it to print. One Armed man, Man Applauding? Uh, this is about as bad as when we talked about earlier for Biden telling uh, Senator Chuck Graham, who was handicapped in a wheelchair, to stand up so the audience can see him. You know, morons of a feather tend to flock together, I guess. And I also am told that uh, that uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck, let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Thank you very, very much. I tell you what, stand up for Chuck. Now I'm going to introduce my first uh, terrible joke that I found to the show. And this is from the world of dad jokes. So the the joke reads, I tried to organize a professional hide-and-seek tournament, but it was a complete failure. Yeah, good players are just hard to find. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny, right there. So we have come to this episode's bag of dicks award. In this episode, it's not going out to just a single person, but it's going out to an actual whole organization. Uh, this episode's award goes to the organization Black Lives Matter. Apparently, over sixty million dollars in donations has went missing. Anyone who thinks this organization is trying to help the black community needs to get their heads examined. Uh, they're robbing you blind with each and every donation. Uh, their leaders are sitting in million-dollar homes, and nothing is being done to help the inner cities. At least California has done something intelligent, finally, and said if the money does not show up, the leaders will be held responsible. You know, For robbing people and taking advantage of the black community, you Black Lives Matters can eat a bag of dick. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Alright, well that's it for this episode. You know, it was fun to finally get back speaking to y'all. You know, I'm not going to set a time frame, but I'm going to be pushing for a new episode to come out here in the next coming weeks. Uh, Keep hitting me up on the Facebook group with some topics you want to hear and questions that you may have, and I'll try to get to them in the next episode. And right now we're at 700 downloads, and the goal is to hit the 1,000 mark soon. So get the word out and get your friends to listen as we go along on this journey. So with that being said, take care, everyone. And this is the host of the Read Between the Lines podcast, Chris Reed, signing off until next time.